On the show today, I'm joined by two incredible performers, both of whom voice characters in the video game Overwatch, which has taken the world by storm. First up, I'm chatting to Lucy Pohl, and then it's my turn to chat with Johnny Cruz. It's going to be a great show, so don't go anywhere. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of Benjamin Mayhem McKay's Talk To Me. I'm your host, Benjamin, and I couldn't be more excited today to have two guests on the show from the very popular game Overwatch. Now, both of these guests are here thanks to Supernova Pop Culture and Comic-Con events. Uh, Supernova is a wonderful convention here in Australia, and I will be back this year and seeing at their six national events starting very soon in April in Melbourne and then the Gold Coast. And uh, these wonderful actors will be there to talk about their work uh, at those events. So first up, I'm talking with Lucy Pohl, who does voice a character in Overwatch, but is also a wonderfully talented actress and an incredible stand-up comedian. So here's my chat with Lucy. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Lucy, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Now, Lucy, when did you decide to pursue a career in performance? Oh, God. When I was very, very, very young, um, a, a kid, I, I grew up in a in a family of actors, writers, uh, performers, and it was sort of always the only thing that I, I imagined doing with my life. <laughs> and how did you go about making it happen? Because so many people try and just aren't able to make a career of it. Um, I don't know that I have the answer. Persistence? I think <laughs> not giving up, not taking no for an answer, hustling, um, and, uh, yeah, taking opportunities, just being passionate, you know, all of those things. I started writing my own material about five years ago. That really changed a lot for me and opened a lot of doors. So I, I highly recommend doing that to anybody that wants to get into the industry. But yeah, I think persistence is really important. You just got you just got to keep going. And you mentioned that you started writing. So do you think it's important for actors to have more than one string to their bow? I, I think that um, it's a good thing. I don't know that there's one set recipe. I think it's a good thing for anybody, really, uh, to have. It's also a nice analogy to have more than one string to their bow. Uh, yeah, I do think that it's important because it gives you more perspective on the, the actual work. It gives you more experience, you know, anything that you can do that is outside of acting will be good for your acting, you know, because, because you're playing characters. So life experience and, and knowing lots of things about other, other industries or other forms of expression other than acting is, is definitely um, is definitely a plus, I think. And you mentioned life experience. Do you think it's better for performers to learn on the job rather than a formal training institution? Uh, I think both. I think formal training is really great. I had formal training, um, and I think there's a lot that's really great, like voice work, breathing work, physical work, you know, learning to work with your body, learning to breathe right, learning to use your voice, your instrument, to, uh, you know, all those things I think are really great. I think it's also really great to learn how to work in an, uh, in an ensemble with other actors. I think it's great to learn 
text analysis. So I do think formal training is great. I don't think that it's absolutely necessary, but I think it's definitely helpful. Uh, uh, and then, you know, learning on the job is a, is a, a, another sort of thing on, uh, you know, a, a different thing as well. Of course, you know, no school can teach you what you learn when you're actually doing it. Um, so I, I don't think one is better than the other. I think if you can have a combination of both, then, then that's really great. But there are plenty of actors who have no formal training who are great actors, so it's not absolutely necessary. Of course. So what was your first day on a professional uh, set like? Okay, so I think it was when I was 14 years old. I, I um, was cast in a short film with John Francis Daly, who's... Um, an actor that you guys know from the show Bones, and he also co-wrote the Spider-Man movies. And and we were really young. I was 14, and um, I remember just because I had grown up in a theater world and around actors, and, and, you know, they had taken me to movie sets before. I remember feeling really at home and really comfortable and really excited, and I just remember feeling like I was in the right place. Wonderful. And obviously a lot of people know you from your voice acting work in Overwatch. How did that role eventuate for you? Yeah, yeah, just sort of, uh, it was sort of very standard. I, I had been working with a, with a voice acting agent for a while and they sent me the audition and then I, I put myself on tape at home and um, then I got called back in for, for a callback, meaning like a second audition in the studio with the, the director, Andrea Toyas, on the line and Michael Chu. They were in L.A. and I was in New York and they were patched in. And then Andrea worked with me for a little bit and gave me some direction. And, and then that's um, how they sort of chose me. Uh, but the the process of getting the part was sort of a very standard process of how actors get parts. And obviously, Overwatch is huge globally. It's it's this massive video game, and it's taking you all over the world so you can meet the fans, like at the upcoming Supernova events here in Australia. What do you love about doing conventions? I actually love meeting the fans the most. Um, that is always, you know, they're always unique experiences because every individual is unique and, and it's really awesome because people tell you their personal stories and they share so much with us and are so open and generous with us that it's a really thrilling experience to travel to all these different parts of the world and, and meet the Overwatch fans that are all so different but all obviously connected through their love for the game and for our characters. So, um, yeah, that's really my favorite part. I mean, obviously going to different places and being able to travel is, is, you know, indescribable and so awesome. But meeting the fans is really an experience that is second to none. It's just really cool. It certainly sounds like it. And while you're in Australia, you are also doing a couple of shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival on April 6 and 7. Tell us what audiences can expect from those. Uh, yeah, so my, my comedy shows are mostly autobiographical. They're um, stories from my life. They always have a little bit of an art to them, so they're, they're more storytelling comedies than anything else with lots of characters in them. 
they can expect at least three chuckles. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Hopefully more than that. But, um, yeah, they can just expect a really fun, high-energy time with lots of characters and lots of stories from my, my own life. Well, that sounds absolutely wonderful. Lucy, thank you so much for your time, and we're looking forward to having you on Australian Shores for both Supernova and your comedy shows in early April. Thank you so much. Such a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much. That was the lovely Lucy Pohl. Now, here's my chat with the multi-talented Johnny Cruz. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, happy to be here. Now, Johnny, what inspired you to pursue a career in the performance industry? Oh, man, I think uh, growing up, I was always a big ham. Would ham it up in front of my mom or friends, all that. And oddly enough, I, I had wanted to be a pilot, uh... That was kind of like what I wanted to do up until like my freshman year. And I, uh, I had I'd flown a plane or like a, my mom's uh, boyfriend at the time flew planes. And he took me up to fly a plane. And uh, the whole time I was like sick and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so then uh, I had the, some theater teachers like really take a, a, an interest in me um, early on. And they would be like... Uh, you're a pretty good kid. Like you should really think about this, you know? And I was like, nah, I want to play basketball, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But over time, it like, um, my ability to perform, I think, uh, kept me, uh, rooted in, in theater. And it was always something that I really enjoyed doing. And I mean, it started early. And so, I mean, I'm talking like middle school, high school, went into college doing it. So it's just kind of something that's kind of been with, because it's just, and something I've uh, kind of uh, felt at home with, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think even if I try to stop, like, I think there's always just a constant performance going on at at my house, my friends. Like, there's always just some sort of, you know, funny bit I'm always trying to chase with my friends through improv. I think it's just an innate thing if I'm always looking for that, you know, entertaining moment, right? Um, yeah, so it's just kind of inherent in me. So that's 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 how I started. It's kind of been like the ditch that I always had. So and and you mentioned improvisation, which is something that you teach and perform. Is that something you've always found easy? Uh, let's see. I think let's see. I think uh, like anything, you you grow into it. I think I've always because my mom and my sister would, you know, they they were my greatest audience because they'd laugh and encourage me. You know, uh, throughout my performances, they were always like. They were entertained, so I think that small audience started to grow. And the bigger the audience gets, the scarier you get about, you know, your identity and who you are or failing starts to show. So I think there's stuck and you're like, with performing or anything, you're like, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, and I think this big thing to, you know, allowing yourself and motivating yourself to move through that, you know? Um, and so I think over, over the years, it wasn't always easy to perform or get on stage because of the terrifying fear that you're not going to be good or that it's going to be, you know, bad. Um, so part of the, that part of like motivation or, or that ability to allow yourself to fail, get up in front of a, an audience and fail and then get up again. Right. And then you do it again and then you do it again and then you're, 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 you're in front of larger and larger audiences and you're able to like share, show your light more because you're 
you're you're constantly facing that fear. And so I think uh, the only way I could do that was like, you know, just sitting around telling myself I could do it and meditating and like going through a life journey to allow myself to step on that stage again, step on, you know, in front of people again. And it's just kind of an ongoing journey where you just kind of, you step and you start and you stop and you're like, oh, I can't do that. And then you're like, ah, oh, you get your rest, you find that right motivation and you're back out there. I don't know if that answered your question, but <laughs> I hope you got that. <laughs> I got that, yeah. But in addition to performing, you also you write and edit, and you've worked as a SFX artist and producer, cinematographer, director. Why do you have all these strings to your bow? Do you think it's more important to have all of those skills rather than just focusing on the performing? Uh, no, I think it's very important in life to pursue what you actually are interested in, right? And then you kind of like, it starts with this this one thing. Oh, I'm interested in acting. Okay, that's cool. Hey, you know what? That job over there, what he's doing, uh, he's directing actors. That looks interesting and all that technical stuff. I, I really want to see what that's like. And then you go over there and you're like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, actually, I like, you know, uh, this stage thing I saw. I want to do this stage play. Like, So it starts to like, if you if you don't know what you want, I think the best thing is like choose what you're interested in and go down that path. And then it'll branch off into the things that you love eventually. But, you know, if you sit around and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do, you know, uh, and wait for somebody else to, like, give you an opportunity, sometimes it doesn't come around. So for me, I think when I was acting, like, I didn't really have a lot of outlets. And so I was like, oh, I'll just make my own shorts. This is way early on before YouTube. I started doing that. And then... You know, I, I, I was like, oh, man, I need to figure out how to edit <laughs> because nobody's going to edit, so I figured out how to edit. And I had to figure out how to do, you know, visual effects for some of the stuff I was wanting to do because, you know, I couldn't pay anybody to do it. And then eventually, like, the stuff I was doing was getting seen, and then people were starting to give me jobs as director, an actor, or a producer, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> well. And then eventually, like, you might do one for a little bit, and you're like, but actually, I want to do this. And then you go to that. So I was doing producing for a little while. Uh, after I'd been doing acting for a long time and I just started producing some things that I wanted to produce and then voiceover hit. And then I'm like, all of a sudden just doing a bunch of voiceover and animated stuff. And I'm like, how did this happen? You know, but it happened because I've taken this path and like opened that door at least in some way. Um, so yeah, like, I think it's important to like try a bunch of stuff and see what you love, but if you're not doing anything, you won't know. Absolutely. And you mentioned voiceover work, and obviously a lot of people know you from Overwatch. How did that job come about? So it, it's so funny. This was like a, such a simple process. I got an email audition. I looked over the character sheet. I had a picture of a, a, a kind of a Hispanic-looking boy with a, a hat and a skateboard. And then it, the character description said uh, kind of a fun older brother type who is very encouraging and everybody likes. And then it had five lines. And then I had just to do those five lines and uh, send it in. So I kind of was like, you know, I think to me, Lucio was a lot closer to me because of his positivity and his encouragement. I always find like, if anybody's ever like, I can't do that. I always have a moment be like, well, why can't you? Like, oh, why can't you do what you want? And so like, I was like, how do I, let me just pull from that piece. And then uh, I, I got an email a few months later saying, hey, you know, the people from Blizzard Overwatch loves your tape. They just want to book you. I didn't have to do a callback or anything. And I was like, easy breezy street. I was like, 
deep roles I've played in the past where it was like difficult and like a struggle. This was like an effortless flowing thing that ended up just becoming this grand, amazing thing in my life that I was like, wow, that was, that was so unexpected and amazing and not difficult at all. <laughs> but I think part of it is like the journey I got to being and understanding what my genuine sincerity is in voiceover. I don't want to discount that, but I think I had found it at some point through my journey and was able to just deliver it there at the time. And it was just kind of right, right timing. Clearly. And now that game is so popular and you're coming to Australia to talk about that among all the other things you've done for Supernova. Tell us about why you love doing conventions. I mean, uh, there's nothing better than going somewhere and people telling you how much they love your work, <laughs> especially coming from many, many years of like, you know, doing a lot of work that people may or may not have seen. And, and but to really have something that people are like really passionate about and excited about and appreciative to you, and especially the character of Lucio being so positive, that is what a gift. So I get to travel the world and meet people, meet fans. I get to experience the culture I love to travel. I love to eat food and they bring you all kinds of wonderful gifts of like the culture. And you're like, what is my life? So I'm always excited. And I always wanted to go to Australia. Now I get to be there, you know, to four different cities in a year. That's crazy. Uh, what a gift. Certainly sounds like it. Well, just before we let you go, Johnny, what advice would you offer to anyone looking to work in the performance industry? I would say, uh, you need to make a choice. You need to say, I want to be this. And then once you make that choice, you start to look around you and the world opens up and it's like, Oh, Hey, uh, my friend's doing this acting class. And then your ears perk up. It's like, okay, what's the acting class? And they're like, Oh, it's this one. And then you join the acting class and then you're in that acting class. And somebody says, Oh, you know, I got a manager. You're like, Oh, who's your manager? And like, they tell you who their manager is. Reach out to them. You know what I mean? The only way to really like get started is to make the choice that you're going to do it. And then, things start to pop up in your like vision in your surroundings as opportunities and you start to move towards it and then you'll get new networks and new things will open up new people that you meet and eventually like you're just kind of deep in it you know the 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 things in your city you know the acting classes you know the agents and managers you know all these things that are pertinent to you but it'll never happen if you don't make a firm decision to do it and then you'll find the next step because you become very aware like maybe i need to take an acting class maybe they need to take a voiceover class maybe uh i should reach out to my friend who's does acting ask him some questions like you have to start to really put your focus towards it and then I think your path will show up because my path is going to be different from someone else's path. So that's the biggest thing I would say. Naturally. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for your time today and chatting with us. And we look forward to seeing you in Australia in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, great. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much, man. That was Johnny Cruz. Now, as I said, both of those guests appear courtesy of Supernova. So come on down and check out one of the events with those guests in April. Uh, we're in uh, Melbourne and Gold Coast uh, first two weekends of April, so look out for that. They're going to be great shows. And speaking of shows, thank you to everyone who came out and saw Great Detectives 2 or Bunny Pastors Hardly Trivial Trivia in the Adelaide Fringe Festival. The shows had full houses, wonderful reviews, and we loved getting to meet so many people who uh, also listen to this podcast. So uh, if we're ever in a town near you and you listen to the podcast, you want to see a show, one of the ones that uh, preaches podcast online and on stage produce, do come on down and say hello we uh, like to think we guarantee somewhat of a good time. 
Well, thanks, as always, to our supporters, Mad Zombie Collectibles, ZQ Racing, and Palace Nova Cinemas. All of their details are available on the website. And don't forget, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Look for Benjamin Mayo McKay. There's only one of me in the world, thankfully. Well, that is all for today's show. I'll be back next month with another exciting interview. See you next time.